Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, Welcome to the podcast. Uh, today, it's Pat and Stu in for Glenn, who's on vacation. He's back next week. Um, so today, we talked about the shaming from the media at people who went outside on Memorial Day weekend. If you went to the beach, you're the enemy, and the media was all over it, especially if you happen to live in a red state, I've noticed. It seems to be one of the big parts of criticism. Plus, we point to an amazing story that took an amazing twist from Canada as it relates to this. We'll go into that today. Um, also, uh, we'll talk about more criticism from the left on Amazon and how evil they are, uh, making just not paying enough taxes, Pat. And they make a lot of money, um, so they really shouldn't even exist. Because yeah, you know, it, it makes you bad. You know, billionaires shouldn't exist. We learned no, that during the no, campaign. They should, not. Uh, should you be paying more taxes than you're required to pay? Yes, clearly. An interesting you question yeah. that even Bernie Sanders seems to agree with us on, but we'll get into that uh, as well. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the number to call in. We'll be back tomorrow uh, with more. And don't forget to uh, subscribe to Pat Gray Unleashed uh, is the podcast available on this network. Of course, watch it on Blaze TV as well. Uh, you can subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn for 10 bucks off. You can also subscribe to Stu Does America, available on this podcast platform. Just go over, click subscribe. You can always rate and review as well and make us very, very happy. Um, and go to YouTube uh, where you can watch all the shows. Just go to YouTube, search for Stu, and you'll see Stu Does America. Pat Gray Unleashed is there as well. And, of course, the Glenn Beck program. Here's today's podcast. listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Seven, triple eight, seven, two, seven, B E C K. You know, this kiss in the park in Canada where a guy approached a girl and, and spontaneously kissed her. The CBC apparently broadcast that. Now they've apologized because he didn't ask her in advance or whatever, if he could kiss her and, People are pissed off on her behalf. Well, wait a minute. If she's not mad, why do you care? <laughs> you you can't. You're not the judge of that. She is. And she enjoyed it. And, Clearly. Everybody knows that. And what's empowering for a woman here? Is it is it that some, you know, male executive gets to decide, oh, that was a non-consensual situation, or that she gets to decide yeah. that it's a non-consensual right. situation or she's not? She's the one that should. Right. Does that mean that... There can be no spontaneity anymore in a romance at all. Yeah. You, can, you can never just kiss somebody. Right. I mean, that's it's part of the magic, right? Uh, yes. I, I, like, if you're just saying, ma'am, I am thinking about putting my lips on your lips. Would you mind signing this notarized? <laughs> we'll get the notarized, then we can have the kiss afterwards. But would you sign this form? And we'll have our lawyers in negotiate in triplicate, please. Sign yeah. here, initial here, <laughs> sign there, and initial right there. Like the mag- that loses the magic of a first kiss, does it not? Uh, yeah, big right? time. I, I mean, if you were to if you were to uh, to survey the audience right now, every happily married couple take a I don't know a hundred happily married couples and ask them on their first kiss, 
did, did you, you ask, ask for permission, permission mm-hmm. to start that kiss with outward like permission obviously we all get physical signals right like that's mm-hmm. how most people would would try to calculate whether they're allowed to do it or not uh, you, you know if she, does she seem into it does he seem into it then you go for it right i mean that's yes. kind of how it usually goes there's a yes. leaning there's a there's a certain amount of leaning towards each other that indicates the kiss is coming there's mm-hmm. all these things this is a dance right it's it's this is supposed to be something that's not easily defined that's what makes that's the magic of a relationship so instead there's this now this thing where you have to have it down in black and white and i I, if you said i asked 100 people what would what would the percentage be who actually physically asked may i kiss you or can i kiss you it's gotta be percent yeah 20 percent. maybe there could be a reason why you might do it it might be a a romantic ask in a certain certain especially if it was 10 years ago or more um uh, the chances i think go way down uh the chances that you said may i may i kiss you because <laughs> i i mean my wife kissed me on our first kiss oh my and god she did was it not, a non-consensual she did not oh ask my, my permission Stu. she did not oh ask me gosh. if it was okay in fact she jumped me and oh practically my knocked me over the railing <laughs> uh into her parents bushes uh i barely caught my balance uh she just she just leapt in and and went for it uh and she did not say may i kiss you please mm. now this is this is uh this is stunning to me because uh, look i love your wife's cookies mm-hmm. which sounds more flirtatious than it is <laughs> he actually has a cookie company uh mm-hmm. scrumptiouscookie.com exactly right right yes. i would like to go buy more cookies there but i'm a little after this non-consensual news uh, i'm I a know, little right well, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if i want to support a You're business a like that disgusted by her <laughs> yeah. right and yes, it was, you know, 37 years ago, but mm-hmm. still, that doesn't make it right. Well, I can see that the echoes of that right. event in your do you soul. See, do you see that I'm still <laughs> a little bit troubled by it? Yeah. <laughs> no, look, we can go back and watch. You watch the Mad Men era, right? Where like every secretary went by and got <clears> groped <throat> as they were bringing their copies to the to the executives. No one wants to go back to that. I mean, we're not. No, no one's arguing that. There was a clip actually that happened. Um relatively recently was a news anchor was filing a report and i want to say someone came by and like gave her a little like slap on the butt as they were walking by and she got and like completely inappropriate completely wrong uh obviously and there's a good a good example for you should be outraged i I would be outraged if that happened to my wife i would be freaking pissed off yes and so i understand that like totally that's a totally different situation than someone being kissed and outwardly telling you she's excited about it, and mm-hmm. you still apologize for it, and basically call this guy a rapist. Yeah, it's I mean, terrible. You, you're telling it's just ridiculous. When you have him on camera, you've given his name, and then you're saying he was engaging in non-consensual behavior. Like, what is this guy's life like today? He, I guess, mm. if you've seen the clip, everyone would say, "Come on, that's ridiculous." But still, you now have it kind of on your record till the end of time. When there's no victim, by the way, no victim. No victim at all. That's a victimless crime right yeah. there. Yeah. And it seems like it's a real crime now. So I don't know. How, a, I have no idea. You know, even though your terrible origin story of your relationship, which sounds so devastating for you. Yeah, it was um, horrifying. It was horrifying. Uh, that aside, <laughs> I, I'm, I keep thinking to myself, good God, I'm glad I don't have to date in this environment. Oh, I would have no man. idea what the hell to do. I would have no idea. I, I feel and, for you if you're out there trying this right now. And especially in the workplace, how do you meet anybody at work now? You can't, right? You can't even approach somebody 
in in a romantic way at work. Yeah, and that's, otherwise it's sexual harassment. That, that was my only chance too, because I mean, I, you know, look, I don't have a game. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not a guy who could uh, who, who could <laughs> achieve. I, I, there wasn't a, a lot of picking up in bars that was going to go on in my life. <laughs> I, the only the only chance I ever had was being around long enough to annoy them into take you know to entertaining the uh, the idea. That was basically my only approach, and it worked at least once. So yeah, you have that going on. The work thing is a big part, especially yeah. if, if if you think back, Pat, to uh, you know, in our industry in particular, this is as dumb of an industry as it is. It's one that you are constantly working, especially young when you're young in your career. Yeah. If you're not working twenty hours a day, you get nowhere in this industry because there's a lot mm-hmm. of people who want to be on the radio and want all their free concert tickets and all the crap that goes along with with radio as you're coming up in it. Every you know, a lot of people want to do it. So you have to outwork everybody. You have no time to do anything. Uh, you know, there's no partying. There's no, like mm-hmm. you might get a little bit of that here and there, but generally speaking, it's just one of those industries where you're working for no money, really long hours, doing work that no one else wants to do. That's that's essentially your first ten years in the industry for most people. Mm-hmm. And that is a a situation. It is not conducive at all to going out and, and dating people who aren't also in your industry. Yeah, you know, it's working difficult. weekends, working nights, yeah. working holidays. Yeah, I all mean, of that stuff. You know, it, I think back to uh, my wife, who's also in radio. No, no surprise. Uh, she, we used to have, um, she would have New Year's Eve gigs every New Year's Eve, and so if you think about like the typical New Year's Eve couples thing that you do, you're out somewhere, the the ball comes down, and you kiss your significant other, kind of like that typical thing that happens. I know with you, Pat, you you make out with random strangers yeah. on the street usually oh, in that moment, like crazy, um, but like. So for 15, 20 years, myself and my wife, she would be on stage doing a countdown at some club because that was what she did. And I would be sitting by myself at the bar watching, waiting for her to be done so we could go home together. But there was no, none of that stuff happened because mm-hmm. she was always on stage randomly making out with other people. Which, no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, that didn't happen. I, Pat was there one time, but forget <clears throat> it. So my point is... That is like, it takes you out of that realm. And a lot of jobs are like that. It's not just radio. When you're really, you know, busting your butt to try to get somewhere in your career, those are the people you're around. So mm-hmm. now you can't do anything with them. You apparently can't even, if you meet someone randomly in the park and spend a day with them, you can't even kiss them even when they want that to happen. I would have no idea how to navigate these waters. I don't know. I would have absolutely no clue. And if you're trying to do it, especially if you were someone who maybe had a relationship early that a long-term relationship when you were you know let's say you're in your early 20s you're in a long-term relationship maybe you get married you get divorced and now you're back on the dating scene and you're trying to jump back into that world after already dealing with it i don't know how Mm. anybody would do it look at this 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 woman in a park had had, that that's a nice origin story isn't it i think so right like if they when they if they get married 30 years from now they're going to be like, so we're in the park and we're hanging out and I had to go to a store and I came back. She was gone, but she left her number and I really wanted to con- you know, contact her. I was so excited. And then I saw her across the park. She was in the middle of a news interview and I just walked right in and I gave her a kiss. And that's how mommy and daddy met. How I met your, your mother. Right? Those are awesome stories. Yeah, that's a, that would be a great story. Yeah. Now, I thought this one was going to end differently because when he first kissed her, I thought, oh, she's going to be pissed. Yeah and nope the exact opposite yeah. and so then you're fine okay well it turned out well so now they got something to tell their grandkids yeah. if that worked out it's yeah it's a, it's a nice story and i yeah. and i'll say you know to the to the point of the whole uh, coronavirus part of this we act as if you can take think about this 
you're taking everybody in their 20s who's single, whose entire life for the past few years has been go to a bar, try to meet girls, go to a bar, try to meet guys. It's courtship. You're in that period of your life where that's a big mm-hmm. part of it, right? And you're basically saying with this shutdown, just turn it all off for a few months. Like, that is not something you can just do easily. These, This is an entire world where you're saying no courtship, essentially, in your prime courtship eras, era, uh, era, just turn it off for a few months. And you know what? Maybe it's 18 months. Maybe it's maybe it's, it's someone get a vaccine. Could be a few years. Like, that's completely insane. It's a foundational part of the, it's a building block, literally, of the human existence of our species. <laughs> yeah. You can't yeah. just turn it off. How would you meet people if you're not allowed to co- go near another human being? How do you have a relationship? You're asking these people, some people who, what if you're dating someone and it's like you're on the borderline? Does this continue? Does it not? Well, I guess it doesn't because we can't see each other. Mm-hmm. Like this is a big ask. And the fact that people want to go out and be at a pool within six feet of each other after multiple months of not being able to see another human being is not, it's not a crazy instinct. It's not. No. I mean, you do your best, right? We can't turn society off. It's not just the economy. It is society. Here we are talking about the reason our species continues to exist, right? <laughs> like it's that big of a deal if you extend it long enough. You kind of have to allow yeah. some of that to happen. Well, like you said, we don't even know how long this continues. They've been telling us, what, it might last up to 18 months? It might last up to 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, with the economy, that's absurd. But with relationships, it's dangerous to civilization. <laughs> right? What is the, like, everyone's like, oh, there's going to be this big birth boom uh, in quarantine, which I, I don't know if that has <sighs> happened. I, 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 I kind of tend to doubt people it. People who are already married, maybe? Yeah, maybe, although I, I tend to think everyone was just <laughs> disgusted with each other after a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, it's been p- potentially revealing for my own situation, but I think, like, generally speaking, people are just disgusted. Uh-huh. That's why everyone's got puppies. There's no yeah. baby boom coming. There's just a puppy boom. <laughs> that's all there is. The best of the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. He's on uh, vacation this week, uh, and uh, I, I he's eating really healthily. He just ordered uh, five dozen of our cookies from, <laughs> from my wife's cookie company, which is uh, scrumptiouscookie.com. Yes. If you'd like to order some for yourself. And we just opened this up to eight more states. So that's, oh, nice. that's just a start. We're doing the West. Then we're going to do... I don't know where we go from here, but hopefully soon everything will be opened up. Uh, but scrumptiouscookie.com if you'd like to get some delicious cookies. And you've opened up a factory in Wuhan, I understand. In Wuhan. Congratulations. Yes. So you can get the COVID-19 <laughs> chocolate chip cookie. It's uh, delicious. delicious. It's really worth it. Delicious. I would say I would get COVID-19 to eat one of your wife's uh, chocolate chip cookies. They're delicious. Uh, that's, uh, he, so he ordered five so dozen. So he ordered five dozen of them. This is after, what, two or three dozen last week. And a couple dozen the week before. So look for him to come back a little more visible than he's even been uh, up until this point. Because there will be more, more of, of him, him mm-hmm. to view. Does anyone else, is anyone else getting these cookies? Is it like for the house or is it just Glenn? Just, no, just Glenn. <laughs> it's just him. He keeps him in like a bathroom <laughs> like cabinet. And just as he sneaks in and eats a cookie every time he goes. I don't know, man. But he has been for sure our biggest client so far. <laughs> 
<laughs> in many ways. In many ways. In many ways. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, it's those are delicious, and I can understand that order. Um, mm-hmm. h- however, I will say this is very common. Maybe not with the cook your your cookies in particular, but people are just eating like eating like no cr- yeah. Tomorrow. Well, because it's comforting, right? It is. You just I mean things are so different, and we've been turned upside down, and so you just want some kind of comfort, and so you turn to food. Yeah, and I kept thinking to myself, you know, we used to go out, we would go out to eat. Maybe my wife would always would do, we'd have date night or whatever on the weekend. We go out and have a nice dinner if we can, and we were saving that money for a while. And I thought to myself, you know. What I should do is spend that money <laughs> on food that I can have shipped to me. So I was going on that uh, right. Gold Belly. You ever, you ever use Gold Belly? That's one of those sites. I haven't. It's basically is that like a, a DoorDash or whatever. Ex- no, not Uber exactly. Eats? It's no. So Uber Eats will deliver from restaurants around you, right? Yeah. DoorDash or uh, excuse me, um, Gold Belly is like all of the best foods from all around the country. So it's almost like a, a, a national DoorDash in a way. So like if you want a New York pizza from the New York place. They will get it and they freeze it and send it to you, and it comes oh, wow. right directly from the place. So the best, you know, cakes and cookies, and you should get on there with their cookie company for sure. Um, pies, everything, the famous is it ones. Expensive, and it is. Uh, it's on the expensive side for sure. Yeah, um, you know, because it's quick it shipping be, and yeah. yeah, yeah. But like again, like if I'm gonna, you know, if I'm gonna spend on a normal, I'll go to a normal restaurant around here that might be okay, and you're gonna spend what thirty bucks a per person or whatever. You can, if you're going to spend 30 bucks a person, you can get the best, you know, pizza or like I ordered some place that sent lasagna. It was unbelievable. Like I was um, like, again, you know, you're heating, you're reheating it and stuff, but hey, why not? Still, I mean, I'm in yeah. a quarantine. I might as well get the best food from around the country was my theory. I like that. Though. That's a good idea. It's also a great way to gain weight. Yes. Because then you get large <laughs> yes. portions of delicious food. <laughs> from around the country mm-hmm. and you can just kind of just dive in whenever you want and that's a really not a great thing for your mm, physique no and my problem is i'm the only one in my house doing that so i'm oh, no. becoming extremely extraordinarily large mm-hmm. i've outgrown the house now i, <laughs> I have to live in a separate <laughs> oh no yeah a separate domicile from the rest of my family because they're all doing healthier stuff oh i hate those people oh they're just they it's make so me irritating. sick they make me sick my wife is full-fledged vegetarian now for probably six or eight months. Uh, wow. My One of my sons has become a vegeta- vegetarian, but only about three weeks worth, but he's doing really well not eating meat for three weeks. Mm. And one of my daughters, also not eating meat. And they're all on this health kick of vegetables every night. Sorry, I'm not joining you in that, quite clearly. <laughs> will, you, will you accept the vegetables on the side of your steak or no? No. no. Nope. <laughs> not they even on the side. Nowhere on my plate. <laughs> no. It is an interesting thing. You know, um, uh, <clears throat> this, I talked to uh, the guy who is the CEO of Impossible Foods. Um, oh. You know, the Impossible Burger? Yeah. And it was something that you guys taste tested on the air live with real meat and the Impossible Burger. And couldn't and, tell the difference. And couldn't tell the difference. In fact, I think you both said that the impossible burger was the real burger i think we did yeah uh and the and it's, which was crazy was that in the burger king test is that no that was the it was another place oh yeah another yeah yeah the higher end one yeah the higher end one and so i was talking to him and it was interesting about him i thought was he is like you know look he he wants to make a burger that people eat instead of meat like it's out his his goal is to 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 win that battle but he wants to do it within capitalism and he was talking about the, how, what the great things that capitalism has accomplished and how wow. he's not looking for government help. He's not going to shame anyone into eating it. And this guy's probably not conservative, right? Yeah, I don't know what his politics are. He, you know, he definitely was friendly to capitalism. Definitely, like, didn't, he said it a couple of times. He said, uh, you know, I, 
look, what we want from the government is for them to get out of our way so we can do our thing. Nice. Like, like I love hearing that. Yeah. I don't even get that from Exxon anymore. Right. Like, a, I, no, I, true. I can't get a freaking company to say the free market does anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting it from the guy who's making, you know, vegetarian meat products. <laughs> I can get it from him, but I can't get it from, uh, you know, BP. Yeah. What happened? To, I, I don't I don't understand. They've all caved. They've all caved. They all act as if the free market is this evil thing. And here, mm-hmm. you know, here's a guy who's saying, like, look, we want to win this battle because our product is not as good as meat, but better. We want people to like it more. You got to love that attitude. Uh, that's a great attitude. I, I, I really liked I, I liked hearing that. It was a, it was a really interesting conversation. And I think he's you like you like the someone who's going to, you know, he was a you know, scientist and he, he left this to start this company. And he's built. I mean, I, you know, it is as you you know as well it, it tastes really really good and you know whether you like it, it it's up to you but i like that he's like you know free choice like the only way that this is going to happen he, he brought up a great example of uh in china they the chinese government told their people to <laughs> cut meat uh intake by i think like 50 percent. he's like you know the chinese pe- government has some success level with convincing people <laughs> to do things in their country <laughs> like i basically control it and as he pointed out like they basically did nothing they didn't change their habits at all. He's like, if the Chinese mm. government's threats won't stop you to change wow. uh, your habits, ch- trying to convince people to not eat meat or say, hey, you know what? It's really good for the environment or whatever is not going to change their habits. What's going to change their habits is if they like it more. Offer them a better alternative. Exactly. Brilliant. And, yeah. He, and he's like, you know, we can do, we're going to, you know, eventually get to the point where this is cheaper yeah. than, than, than meat that you're traditionally getting. We're not there yet. We're but not there eventually. yet. It's right. It's not yeah. there yet, but it's getting there. Uh, you know that you'll like he's like it'll be healthier you'll like it more like you know again it's his company he's saying good things about it but it was i just love the approach the fact that he wasn't trying to shame us into it he wasn't trying to say he even said he's like you know i, I don't want a farm bill that helps our company i want them out of our way like wow that's really refreshing yeah kind of what it kind of is uh, he actually mentioned uh your taste test with you and glenn on uh he, he did a podcast have you heard of how i built this um, I think I have, yeah. It, it's one where they basically profile companies, mm. and they actually mentioned <laughs> they mentioned Glenn in the middle of this and the taste test that you guys did. The guy, the CEO cool. of the company, wow. saw the video. So, uh, wow. here, here, listen, listen to this clip. It's from How I Built This from <clears throat> NPR. Just last year, um, you you upgraded the recipe for the burger, and then you began rolling it out at grocery stores, and then at Burger King which introduced uh, the Impossible Whopper that people went crazy for. And then Applebee's and White Castle and, and all these other chains started selling it. And people loved it. I mean, I think even even like Glenn Beck, you know, people <laughs> like who are like you, you would imagine would go after vegetarians or like uh, like they, they loved it. Right. He, he was he was hilarious. Did you see that video? Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn Beck is like, this is I eat this, this is great. I can't tell the difference. Yeah. And you went from like just you know David Chang and a couple restaurants in 2016 to now it's they're everywhere. And see, the surprising thing there is that they've discovered that conservatives will like something if it's quality. Well, yeah, I, we don't care about the ideology. Give if if it tastes as good or better than meat, I'll definitely eat it. It's yeah. just like we've been saying for years. Give me an alternative to an SUV mm-hmm. to gasoline powered engines and- that is viable Mm -hmm. all the time where i can you know i don't have to completely turn my life upside down to use it yeah and we'll use it that's what elon musk has tried to do right Right. with tesla yep you know we have a we have one of the producers here at the blaze who has installed the solar panels and um 
uh, Tesla batteries in their house. Uh, and, and every every month he sends me a text. He's like, check this out. It's just his electricity bill. It's like 10 cents. <laughs> like legitimately like 10 cents for the month. Provide an alternative. Right. We'll use it. He liked it. He likes it it's better. Great. And hmm. it works great for him. I mean, yep. it might not work if you're in some cloudy area. Or I don't know how, you know, like it, there's certain differences in, in different places, but he's in Texas and it works great for him. He basically pays nothing for electricity now that he's paid for the system. Wow. Um, and, and so those things, I think, that's how you win these battles. You don't mm-hmm. win the battle by saying, well, uh, you know, you're a bad person if you don't do the thing that I want. The same way, by the way, when we talk about the COVID thing that we're dealing with now, you're never going to win the battle by screaming at someone not wearing a mask in a grocery store. Like, if you believe yeah, the thing... That doesn't help the cause at all. Try to convince people, try to show them, you know, lead by example, be cool, you know, talk to somebody about, like, why you think this is, you know, is the right thing. But if it's not, you know, you, you do your own thing. That sort of stuff is much more effective than screaming at people in a grocery store. That's insanity. Mm-hmm. Yet, that's, that's the left's approach to everything. Every one of these issues. You know what? Y'all, well, you're a bad person if you use too much electricity. You're a bad person if you eat meat. You're a bad person if you don't wear a mask. Mm-hmm. You're bad. You're bad. You're bad. You're bad. Well, I, I'm sorry. We see you. You're not that great. <laughs> you know? You can't, you know, if, if, if I read it, you know, in the Bible, I mean, people have a tough enough time listening to that, and that's the ultimate authority. I think mm-hmm. I can listen to you because of your stupid Instagram comments? Because you've shamed yeah. me at a, at a beach? doesn't work on anybody does it no that's why this approach uh from what's his name the the inventor of the impossible burger uh pat brown pat brown okay yeah so that's why that's such a great approach it's a great approach yeah make a good product and people will just gravitate toward it yeah i have a, a you know a decent amount of people yeah, I mean, I, I, as you know, I'm a vegetarian. I will say Glenbeck does come after vegetarians. Me. Um, but <laughs> almost every day, yeah, almost every day. But most people in my life don't, you know, don't aren't idiots like me. Um, and so they eat. They yeah, at least she's not want. a vegetarian, nope, is she? She's not. But she no. they, she loves that impossible burger, man. I, a lot yeah. of them because, of course, I order it because I like it. They try it and then they wind up just ordering it because they like it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's how you win. That's how you win that battle. You're not going to win that battle by guilting people and putting scary videos on the internet. And, you know, that is not how that happens. I think it's a great, it was just, it was was a nice approach to hear. It was nice to hear a freaking person in business say something good about the the free market for once. And I'm sorry, what show was that uh, part of? Oh, Uh, uh, Stu Does America. Stu Does America. Yes. Where would I find that? Well, you can go to YouTube, search Uh for Stu. Okay. And I'll be the first one there. Watch every Hmm. episode for free or sign up on podcasts. Fascinating. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. 888-727-BECK. Anthony Fauci says that if America doesn't reopen soon, it will suffer irreparable damage. Uh, uh, Totally reasonable. Yes, I I would agree. and, And totally reasonable. And thank you for finally saying it. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's smart for great. him to say. It is smart for him to say. Um, I wish he would have said it before this, but that's, I mean, this, I can't argue with that. That's, that's, he's not, I mean, he has been saying all along, I'm the medical guy. I'm the one who tells you yes. what to do medically. I'm not the economy guy. Although now he is saying we can't stay locked down forever because it will destroy the economy. And it will. So it will. Of course it will. And that's why, you know, if you want to look at this 
in a positive light of what we've attempted to do here. You can look at it like a panic room, right? Someone's breaking into your house. You go into your panic room. You lock the doors down. You wait for police to come. But that's a temporary solution. It is not right. a. It is not an. Like it's not an extensive solution. If you stay in your panic room for the rest of your life, you eventually just die, <laughs> right? Like that's not a good. It's not a good idea. It's it's a temporary horrible. It's a horrible solution to a problem that is massive. Like, yeah. like locking yourself in a room in your home uh, with no windows <laughs> is not a good solution for almost no. any situation. Just one situation it's a good solution for, which is there's someone breaking into your house with a gun. Um, this is a the same thing that we have attempted here. Whether you know you can argue whether you like the results or not, I think everyone understands that it's terrible for the economy. It does have long lasting repercussions, and it will be damaging the longer it goes on. You can't you can't let this stuff go forever. And places like L.A. County in particular, are, but even New York is opening up. LA right. County's like, um, August 2026, 20, we're going to start, that's going to be 25% capacity at restaurants. I was like, wait a minute, I can't believe how many people live, in, and the conservative movement too, are dealing with life in LA County right now. Mm. That's got to be, yeah. that's got to be hell. Uh, yes. And it will be hell again if they shut us down again, if there's a second wave. I, that's what I'm a little nervous about, is the second wave, yeah. if it comes and it might. It might. There might be a second wave. And then, you know, they will insist once again that we shut down the economy again. Uh, and we've got to be ready to say, uh, no, not this time. We're not doing that. Yeah, that was one we're of the initial that. solutions they were talking about, which was you lock it down first, get the disease down low. And then every time you have a new break, outbreak, you just lock it down again for another month. And you're like, so you're like two months in in regular life and then back for a month in lockdown and back and uh, forth no. until we have a vaccine. I can't, that's just screwing with people's heads. Yeah. I don't know that you could deal with that. As a, I don't know how society would, would, would handle something like that, especially American society. You know, like the, they did Not a lot well. of this stuff. We in, wouldn't handle that well. Yeah. Like there's a lot of places that attempted things like this in Asia, but it's a totally <laughs> different culture, right? Like it's, it's a culture that was, is much more used to dealing with the government telling you you're not leaving your home for a certain amount of time. This is totally foreign to Amer- the American culture. And look, you g- we gave it this time. It was obviously a serious thing. I mean, these numbers are higher than almost anyone predicted. But still, like, we did that. We need to find a way going forward. We gave you your time to prepare. We s- there's a lot of sacrifice has already been done. We have to be able to go back to normal life at some level, even if it's with some precautions. It's only sensible. And even our overlord, Anthony Fauci, is saying that. (laughs) This is the Glenn Beck Program.